TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 407, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Aaron, actor and writer from Los Angeles. Hi, uh, this is Peter, a writer in West Hollywood. Hi, this is Yusan. I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, and let's start. Thanks, guys, and let's start off with the news. First up, we have that... Hulu has canceled the first that show starring Sean Penn that nobody liked. So, or watched. <laughs> what'd you say? I said or watched. That's true. Well, I did watch. I just didn't Thank like you. it. I reviewed it for the podcast. I was like, it's yeah. trash. Did you finish? Uh, I, I managed no. to get, I think, through about two episodes of it before I thought, you know, life's too short for yep. this. That's my point. That yep. was my yep. point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries is going to be rebooted at Netflix to ask for by no one. Yeah. Um, all That's, these reboots that will never die. I'm pretty sure it's been in the last three decades. Some incarnation at some point of unsolved every... unsolved mysteries. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. DC Swamp Thing has cast Power Ranger R.J. Siler. If anybody mm-hmm. watches Power, any Power Ranger fans out there, uh, R.J. Seiler has now been cast in Swamp Thing. I am not a Power Ranger fan, but I figured there might be some out there. Uh, there is going to be a comedy called Space Force, since, you know, the president mentioned it and then nothing happened. Uh, Steve Carell is helming it, and it will be at Netflix. Oh, I'm so there. <laughs> Space Force! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sci-Fi Channel has canceled the show Channel Zero that no one also watched. Uh, so, I mean, I've seen commercials for it, but I had noticed every time I saw a trailer for it, I was like, nope. So I tried its first season and I just, I couldn't. No. Nah. Yeah. It's, it makes me, it warms my heart when they actually cancel bad shows. What network? <laughs> uh, Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, got it. Um, it's a nice change, isn't it? You know? Yep. Kate Beckinsale is starring Yay. in a new Amazon thriller called The Widow. And if you haven't seen the trailer, go see it now. It kind of looks a little awesome. Like, I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, when does it drop? So it should be pretty soon, I think, in the next couple weeks. Uh, is she shooting guns? Oh, yeah. Shooting lots of yeah. guns. Um, she is the widow, and she must get revenge. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has cast Anthony Michael Hall for season six. Are we on season six? Yes, season six. So I was like, oh, that'll be interesting. I mean, they as killed... The heavy? At the, as the who now? As the heavy? As the villain? I don't know. It just said it's still secret. You know, it's Marvel. No one tells you anything. We just know that he's he's showing up on set shooting stuff. Okay. So, mystery, mystery. All right, uh, let's get started with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about True Detective on 
HBO, and this is the first True Detective I will be watching. And I know gasps, and oh my god. Um, but I didn't want, I, I wasn't really interested in watching season one when it first came out, and then it got all these accolades, and then I felt like I was late to the boat. So I was like, oh well, I missed that one. And then when season two came out, everybody talked about how terrible it was, and I was like, oh, good thing I missed that one. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they got me with Marshall Ali. I was like, "All right, fine, I'll watch this." So I've only seen the first one. So who here has seen it? I have. All right. What did you think? Did you see the first two or just the first one? I watched first two. And is it? Oh, it was great. I, I think I, you've, you've seen all three seasons, right? Yes. Well, okay. I mean, I haven't finished the third. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's what. Yeah, go ahead. So what I did love, you think? I like the first season a lot. I understand why people were mixed about the finale. I think Allison was was pretty meh on the finale of season yeah. one. Season two, I didn't think it was as terrible as everyone thought it was, but I mean, it yeah, it doesn't completely work. There's some stuff, um, but yeah, yeah, this one, yeah, that was a pretty good opening. It's a good case. Um, I like trying not to spoil anything. As I recall, the pilot, the first hour ends when you realize that. The girl that disappeared, her fingerprints showed up in 1990. Right, and he was so happy when he realized she was alive. Yeah, that's a pretty good surprise because I was like, oh, I was like, what does that mean? You know, like, um, but uh, yeah, and he's, I mean, he's great. I got to say, man, props to uh, the makeup people. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yes. he's pretty good. Like, the way they make him look younger and then I guess like normal. And then I think he's supposed to be like 70 in 2015. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so far, I think the, I think the aesthetic, especially the opening credits, feels like true detective. But I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a different case and everything. So it's not. I don't necessarily know if, if I don't know if all of these seasons are connected or it's just these are just different stories, you know. So, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I will um, have to say they did a really good job with when I saw those kids ride off on their bikes. I had this super sense of dread. The yes. whole time they were riding their bikes, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Like, I really, it just made my heart really heavy. Um, uh, Aaron, go ahead. What'd you think? Um, yes, uh, I, I just think um, this season I think is phenomenal so far. Um, I love Maharshala Ali, and I love his chemistry with Carmen Ajogo, but I also love his chemistry with Stephen Dorff. So yeah. this yeah, is yeah. so well cast that everybody has uh, a great chemistry with one another. So it makes you just drawn in. Uh, and I mean, Maharshala Ali, come on. For me, he's one of my favorite actors um, right now. So watching him being able to play the range of ages that he does, and I believe each of the ages that he plays. Um, so I think that that's just testimony to his acting ability. The story is haunting. My gosh, I get chills sitting there and watching it. Um, I just finished watching episode two and I was like cringing in my seat. And that's how well done the storytelling is. I don't want to give anything away for episode two yet, but it was so incredibly good that it left me sitting there with my mouth open. So um, great, great show. Uh, Allison, your thoughts? Well, I haven't seen it yet. I, oh. I was very alienated after season one. I I, I liked the, the bulk of the season, but the ending, it, it just turned into a lot of sound and fury with, you know, it, it was just, there was nothing there. Um, I was very disappointed. And then season two, I tried to watch and I just couldn't. There was, I, I could not work up any interest. Yeah. So 
I figured I would wait, you know, and see what people said. And based on what you've said so far, it, I mean, would you actually recommend someone, well, even if they were disappointed in previous seasons, to tune in this one? Well, I will oh, tell yeah. you this. I never was really that, like I said, never that inclined to watch it. But they sold me just on the pilot. Like, the way that they're doing the times and the way that they're mixing the timelines because there's like this moment where he's following this trail and he's talking about how big the moon is and there's like a reflection of the moon in this pool and it starts to flicker and i was like that's weird and then you come out and realize it's the light that he's being interviewed by in 2015 and the conversations are crossing over and part of it is too is you realize in 2015 his memory mm-hmm. is is not like he has the beginning of alzheimer so he has these little tricks to help his memory, and he's doing all these tricks, but then when he's doing like the flashbacks, you're like, oh, is this really the full flashback, or is this part of his memory and it might not be accurate? Mm. Like, all of that's really well done. So is it, is, is it like unreliable narrator, or you're not sure I'm if not he is or not? I'm not sure. Or? I'm not entirely sure. I think we're seeing what really happened, because one thing is... In a in the in the middle timeline, when he's giving a report about what him and his partner were doing, he totally lies. He's like, yeah. like me and my partner were on the case and we were doing blah blah blah. But then when we see the flashback, you see they're just chilling out in a junkyard shooting rats. So it feels <laughs> like we are actually seeing what really happened, not okay. you know, not necessarily I mean, what they're you know what they're saying. So I think right. it works. It I works. Would, I would say that like from what I can tell, I think it, is the creator is it. Nick Palazzo or something like that. Yeah, that's him. I think what he's interested in, if I was going to tie all three of these together so far, I think what he's interested in is um, point of view and memory. Because the first season of True Detective is two people being interviewed. And it's, it's, again, I think think that's only two time period. And it's basically like a case from 15 years ago. And like how much can they rely on what they remember and what they remember versus what, the partner remembered. And then in the third, the second season, it's all kind of these different people's point of view on the same thing. And now in this one, it's one person's point of view, but because of his memory issues and stuff, he's trying to hold on to certain things. And we don't know. I see. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's unreliable narrator. Like, I mean, Livia's right in that one scene, he's deliberately lying, but I think it's more that we empathize with, his situation to try to hold on to something, to try to like piece something together. And that makes it kind of compelling. I think that. Yeah. Would you say that Aaron? Would you say that? I totally agree. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll try to catch up on it and hopefully this time next week, I'll have something to offer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think thumbs up for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. So I think we're, we're all saying yes. Even if you didn't like the, Last season of True Detective, you should definitely give this one a try. All right, next up, we're going to talk about The Passage. And that was a pilot on Fox about a little, well, I was going to say it's about a little girl and the guy who kidnaps her, which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> which it is on the surface, but it's also about um, there's a pandemic happening and these rogue scientists are trying to figure out a solution and their solution is not above board. They want a child to experiment on, and they go, okay, well, let's get a child nobody cares about and do whatever we want to her, which sounds really, really terrible. But really, and then they have vampires in it as well that they've not create. I think in the book they create them, 
but in the show they discover them. If that's someone, correct me if I'm wrong. Right in. Not yeah. Well, right. in the show, in the show, yeah. they find a guy in a cave and right. he attacks one. Right, of right, them, right. So. But I think in the book, right. the difference is the scientists in their they're with their experiments. That's how they create them. Yeah. Well, but, what they're trying to do with the experiments is to take, I think, what they had um, and then to to yeah. find a way to change it to to um, so make so, to know. basically make people immune to disease right. that's what they're looking for but all they keep doing is making more vampires yeah um so i have gonna... a quick question Go it's ahead. been dogging me i did not understand the very beginning did it not seem like there was a local that was like feeding or there was yeah like yeah, a cage yeah, yeah like... that's absolutely correct yes so but that but that Dude who was feeding that guy was what keeping him as a pet, and he was a local. No, and no, I, it wasn't keeping him yeah. as a pet. I, well, I, don't, I don't understand what he was doing. He was keeping him fed so that he didn't die, but he right. but he knew how dangerous he was. He was warning yeah. them stay away because this but dude who, is super. It was that guy, and why would he keep them alive? I didn't well, understand that. That they did not uh, find out because then that dude just started killing everyone. So. All right. Uh, I just so that it. that answered that did not get answered. But no, he was not keeping him as a pet. So, but random dude was not associated with scientists. No, not at no. all. No, got it. All right, that's what I thought. But I was like, am I missing something? Why is nothing being explained? Okay, got it. Well, it is a you know they're 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 trying to hit a bunch of different points. But what I think the heart of this story is is really the relationship between the girl and the agent that I don't remember anyone's names yet. Uh, but it was the, the girl's name was Amy. Amy yeah. Belafonte. How can you forget the name Belafonte? <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Paul Gosler is Brad. Brad Thank Lola. you. Okay. Uh, so their relationship is really impressive. That girl was so good. Oh, oh just, yeah. Just because I mean, child actors are really hit and miss, and yeah. this girl was right on it. Her mm-hmm. whole attitude. She seems smarter than everyone in the room. Yes, and, and I, you buy it. It's not just being sassy kid. You, she like no. you actually bum. No, she is no. in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah really... Nothing bugs me more actually than you know precocious child actors, and um, this this show actually would would just sink or swim based on the quality of her acting because she yeah. is the central yeah. character, and yeah. they lucked out enormously. I mean, she's pretty amazing. Yeah. She gives a completely adult level performance, right? In, yes. in this, it's just all the nuances and everything else. And she's she's first of all, she's, she seems like a, an amazing character to begin with. They've they've really fleshed her out beautifully. But the actress playing her is tremendous. Yeah, yeah I, I want to piggyback on that by saying, you know, one of the things I really liked about her was her she she waits in scenes like she she really she like knows as an adult actor knows how to wring out the emotion and i mean mm-hmm. i don't know if it's an accident but like it when she's not speaking i always make this argument about you know when you can tell really good actors because lots of people not lots but people can emote when they're talking you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's like the reaction shot it's like the you know i'm gonna let you talk now and then i'm gonna wait and then i'm gonna say my line like for me i thought it was really Sophisticated isn't the right word. I suppose organic is better. Um, but, you know, it wasn't just when she was acting. It was the whole package. I really right. thought. Yeah. Well, she looks like she's listening. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, That's the thing. She's, yeah. she's in the scene like a human yeah. being. She's yeah. listening yeah. to what's going on and reacting to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, yeah. I would also mm-hmm. add that, like, 
I would also add that I, I liked the script. I, I agree with you. I think she's terrific. Uh, she is a real fine. But I also think that the script does a good job of letting these two characters challenge each other. Because I think the first time he comes to her, it's like, oh, uh, we might think you have something, so we're going to take you to this place. And she immediately is like, well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it be a social worker? And why isn't it a woman? It's always yeah. a woman. you know. Like, And so I like that. There's an there's an instant challenge to the character where it's like, well, how he's how's he going to answer this? You know, like and, I really and she that. picks and up and she picks up when he's lying every time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love at the end when he's basically like, look, you got to trust me, but you got to come with me. And by then she tr- she's like, all right, I'm on board. <laughs> she's like, yep, whatever, man. Like, um, yeah. And all of that is, I hate using this word again, but I'm gonna, it's all organic. I bought it all. Like I bought yeah. the discord. I bought the, you know, them winning each other over. It was, didn't seem forced or like, you know, we're going to have them have this whole arc in one episode in the pilot so we can get going. I believed all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, as it should be yeah. both the writing and the acting, uh, I thought it was real natural. And I want to say, uh, Libby and I met talked about this earlier pre podcast. Um, I got to give props. It's a little bit funny. I'm laughing a little bit because I never liked, I didn't watch Saved by the Bell, but I I definitely knew of his work. And then he was in some like cop buddy drama, I think, or something on TNT. Um, Something bash. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, But I never really liked him. I thought he was a little too smiley, a little too blonde. And um, his character is like a, a little bit of a rehash of the character, you know, from his character in Pitch, where he plays like a grizzly old you know, cranky guy, kind of hardened and jaded and, and whatnot. Um, and he does it well. I When I saw him cast, I had no idea he was in it. And when I saw his face pop up, I thought, oh, what's this? Well, this is interesting. Um, but I gave him a little bit of a little, little bit of rope to hang himself with uh, because I thought, well, I liked him in pitch. Let's see what he does with this. And I thought he was great. I think he's, you know, kind of found his you know, groove because he, I like him all grizzled and kind of hardened. It, it no, I think he's, I, I agree. I think he's, he's, yeah, I think he works quite well. I, yeah. I think one of the things that this show does that I feel like a lot of other sci-fi shows struggle with, and I know Libya and I talk a lot about this on and off podcasts, is that a lot of times sci-fi shows have to spend the first couple episodes just establishing the world or the rules and this one, they they do a little, but they really were pretty smart to be like, you know what, let's just focus on these two characters. And if you yeah. like them and if you find them engaging, you're along for the ride. Because really, we don't learn that much about no. this right, right. entire yeah. Fine. I don't really care. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I trust that this is going somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really think focusing on the two of them um, yeah. was the right move. Absolutely. Yeah. And they don't use a lot of exposition or they tell the story in such a great way that it's more organic as opposed to explaining every little thing, which then gets very wordy and, and, and can take you out of it. So I think that they, they do a phenomenal job with that. But here's something else that I like that they did um, with um, Brad Walgast. And I forgot the other agent's name when they went to go get the girl. And when he hit the girl. Oh, I threw something at the television. (laughs) That's good. We need that because that really propelled where we see how much Brad cares for Amy. That That was brilliant. Even though it made me mad, it was brilliant. Yeah. 
I agree. Work. All right, well, let's oh, wrap wait, wait. this. Wait, okay, last comment, and then we got to wrap it up. Well, Go ahead. If I had it, okay, but I want to emphasize. I think the reason the pilot works as well as it does is what we're all saying. It's really because of the two leads. It's not mm-hmm. a perfect pilot. I do think yeah. that, like, right. I do think that you know the bad guys are kind of okay, and I do think they're kind of cardboard at this point. Yeah, yeah. cardboard. And I also think that I don't mind that he used to have a kid and the kid died. Like, it's not bad. So it's like, oh, it's now he's like, it's like a surrogate daughter. Don't know if I needed flashbacks. I don't know if I need the wife cut. Like, I'm like, eh, it's a little, little, it's a little much trying to fill things in where I'm like, I don't know if I need this, you know, like, I feel like that stuff's a little generic. I just want to say, I did like it. I'm on board, but I I just don't want it to be said that it's not perfect. There's definitely things like, eh, it's all right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But you're on board, and that's all that matters. That's all the pilot's supposed to do, really. All right. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this week's episode was very much about the two characters that we haven't seen that much other than when they're in the station, which is the sergeant and the captain. And so this week, they decide that they're going to go on patrol, and they're taking the rookies. And uh, there's only two of them and three rookies, and the whole process of picking who's going what was really funny. And I really liked the captain fine. Cause we knew nothing. We knew a little bit about the Sergeant, but we knew nothing about the captain. So this episode really lets us find out who she is, what kind of person she is, what she's like in a dangerous situation, all those things. I thought her it, military background. Yeah. Yeah. And find out she used to be a Marine, uh, MP and she had all this combat training and all this other stuff. So, and you got to see her do stuff, and you're like, whoa, okay. And it really made her feel like a real person, which she they, really wasn't before. They did, absolutely. And they they even gave lip service to, because it did cross my mind, because these things do cross my mind. They even paid lip service to why she's so young and in such a senior position. She They absolutely threw in a line about like her background and she used the words like, you know, fast advancement or something or, you, you know what I mean? And I thought that was a nice touch because, you know, it's it's I, I think my complaint has been about the show is that, you know, it's it's in and it's a lot. It's a little light handed or unrealistic. And I'm fine with that because that's not why I watch the show. You know what I mean? I'm not watching it to be a hardcore police drama or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's little things like that that I kind of feel like, yeah, I did think it was a little she was a little cardboardy and generic and and you know she's like the young you know police captain kind of thing but they really fleshed out her backstory including why she's so young and in such a senior position so it just makes me like her and and in turn the show more you know what i mean so texture and depth and and i like her i think she's you know she's good in the role so uh, and I did want to say, though, uh, I don't know if, Peter, you saw this episode. I think you, you, you talked last week about seeing it for the very first time, and we all kind of warned you that uh, that was not. That was Tom. Oh, it was Tom. It was yeah. Tom. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Um, so this this week, I thought, was very, uh, very reflective of the show that we like. You know, they they 
they they focus on all of the characters um it's very character driven the police work is a little bit in the background you know um because he brought in his son you know and and the kind of uh you know the um the effect that being a police officer has emotionally on the loved ones um they the captain or the watch commander and him bonded it was adorable their teenage you know the teenagers flirting with each other and stuff <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, much to the like, parents chagrin neither one of them yeah. like that yeah yeah so so for me i you know i just i thought it was a very typical rookie episode and that's a compliment well what what i thought was really great too with the sergeant uh watch commander uh and nolan having to spend a whole shift together is they really realize they have a lot in common and they have a lot more in common than the watch commander wanted to admit and there was this great moment where nolan was like you can call me john and he was like no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but then at the end of the day, I think that they are, they ended up becoming kind of friends at the end of it, which was kind of which, the point. Which I like because it would have been a little too, it would have been a little annoying and, and tropey. I don't know if that's a word um, to just always have like the angry, aggressive, you know, uh, you know, watch, you know, watch commander who is always riding him hard. Do you know right. what I mean? Like it would have been a caricature and it would have gotten a little grating, but you know, again, like I said, the, the, the beauty of this show is they do a nice job of bringing in the nuances and such with every character and it makes them all likable. All, all right. of them. Anybody else have any other comments before we move on? Alrighty then. So we're both saying this was uh, definitely a thumbs up, a much more improved episode than last week. So, yay! Well, more typical. I like last week's episode. I thought last week's was okay, but I like this one a lot. Yeah. So, at least for me. Alright, next up we're going to talk about The Flash. And this week's episode was all about, oh, what's the daughter's name? Nora. Uh, Nora. See, the, th- the problem I have with Nora is I like her a lot, but they also make her... She's not a teenager, but they have her behave like a teenager occasionally, Mm -hmm. which I find to be irritating because she's really like early 20s. She's supposed to be early 20s. And so her big thing was she realized the guy that she's been getting information from actually killed her grandmother and she didn't know that. And Mm -hmm. so when she finds out, she's like, oh, my God, I feel betrayed. So they're all bad guys are always evil and can never change. And so she's just like sees everything in black and white. And then when she finds out, oh, people can change. So then she's like, I guess I'll trust this guy now. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just a really kind of a very simplified plot wise way to get her back to once she finds out that Wells slash. Eob- now, OK, here's a question. Why does he about dying in the future look like Wells? He shouldn't look like Wells in the future. He should look like Eobard. What the heck is that about? Right. That that bothered me in the first place, but okay. What's your explanation, comic book guy? (laughs) Well, one thing, um, because I I was wondering that too, and I had to look that up, and they said in one of, and because I've been a little bit off and on with Flash, but I think in one of the timelines, um, he did look like Wells. So they decided to go with that particular Wells because they said it. I looked it up online, too, and they said it kind of matches with the timeline that Nora fits into that um, the reverse flash would look like Wells. Because I think they use the same Wells reverse flash in the Elseworlds um, episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I, yeah. 
So I think they decided, not that I buy it. But yeah, I was like, I don't know if I buy this, but okay. I don't buy it, but that's kind of sort of the explanation that they gave, you know. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. It took me completely out um, of the story when she finds out that this guy, this reverse flash is the one that killed her grandmother and she still said nothing. And she, and that took me out. I, yeah, have to I don't admit. believe it. Yeah. It, None of it makes any sense. None. And I thought that when they, you know, travel through time using speed, that it does have effects on other things or that there would be a way to know that. Because every time they use a speed force, I thought to go into like, you know, change time, didn't right. it create those time demons and all these other effects started happening? Well, she yes, should, she should, she should be having, yeah, she should be having time demons chasing her around in yes. the current timeline. Yes. Not, not when she's, you know, in the future, because that's where she's supposed exactly. to be. But yeah, exactly. when she's and, and I'm assuming that the Eobard Thane guy taught her something because you know he was back in time for a really long time and no demons showed up, so he right. might know because she's obviously following his advice like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But yeah, I just don't buy that she's that dumb. Like they mm-hmm. make her seem smart, except when it's convenient that she be dumb. Right. So. Anybody else thoughts on the Flash? Okay, that's all we have to say about that. Let's move on. I'm disappointed by this week's episode. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Roswell, New Mexico. And this is a reboot of Roswell that came out in the 90s, I want to say. I only watched uh, most of season one of that show. So I only have a basic knowledge of Roswell. But... I mean, I did see the pilot, so this is also the pilot. Um, and I want to know what you guys think before I give my opinion. I was, I think it's, from what I've seen, I think it's okay. I don't mind the casting. It's a little, I don't know. It it feels like, I've never seen the original show, but it, it feels like as a, you know, it's almost the opposite of the passage. It felt very much like they're really trying to cram a lot. It's like, he saves this girl. They used to know each other. Now he's looks like he was an alien. And then there's a family, and there's this tough brother, and then there's this girl. And I was like, oh my god, what is going on? And then like the guy who owns the diner, there's a resentment there, and I was just, it just seemed like a lot. The one thing I will say is I do like her. Like I think she's charming, so I'm like, oh, I like her. But again, I didn't see the end. But my thing is, yeah, how far like, did you get? Probably about, uh, probably have a like. Uh, it's right around the explosion. So basically, remember, so she gets shot in the beginning. Right. He heals her. And then she was going to sleep with this older, this other ex. And then she's got that weird handprint. So then she's like, what the heck is this? You know, like, so then she goes to talk to him and is like, you need to tell me everything. And then the brother bl- uh, blows, blows up the, up the window car. car. Right. So I'm right around there. Oh, that's almost the end. Yeah, you're right okay. there. So it's okay. Like, I don't think it's like, it's, I mean, like legacies, as far as this kind of world and new CW stuff, legacies hooked me a lot quicker. I don't know. It's still, I don't know. Again, maybe it just feels overstuffed or something as a pilot. I don't know. I was a huge fan of the original. So I kind of came at this with, you know, a little suspicious. Um, And I will say that it, I don't know if disappointing is the right word. It it didn't impress me, but I don't hate it. So that's, um, it didn't lose me. So that's 
okay, good for a pilot. Um, I will, full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of the female lead. She was uh, the winner of season five of So You Think You Can Dance. Um, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I did not know that. Okay, continue. Yeah, and and it's important for me to note, I mean, not just because I'm sharing personal information about myself, but she is a dancer, first and foremost. Um, And she won season five. She was a fantastic dancer, fully supported her win. Um, And she was last seen on, I think she's done some small stuff, but she had a decent arc, a little uh, season on um, Grey's Anatomy, which, yes, I still watch, Um, in which I hated both her, the character, and her acting. So I thought, oh, Lord, I was like, this isn't good. Um... But uh, I did actually see her in something else. So I, I was a little like, oh, how are you going to do in this? I liked her in this. Um, she's of Cuban descent. So, you know, the Spanish comes naturally. She She's Latina, uh, which I didn't know. Her name's Janine Mason. Um, but uh, small-minded of me, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, so I understand the twist they're going for, the political climate that we're in, blah, blah, blah. I don't want them to get heavy-handed with that because then it's going to get preachy, turn off people, possibly even me. Um but the the thing is, I am going to give them a chance. I didn't love it. I don't know. Maybe I agree with Peter. Like, I don't know what to put my finger on about what I didn't like about it. Was it overstuffed? Was it something? But what I do, what I will say is this. I'll finish up by saying that, um, you know, if you're a fan of the original, don't be afraid of it. I don't think it'll anger you. But it certainly won't be like, oh, God, it's back. I'm so happy. I do like the chemistry between the two leads. I want to see where it goes. I am not a fan of that actor. Sorry, whoever you are out there. Um, I, did, <laughs> I did not like him. I thought he was the weak link on uh, the originals. I'm so sorry. I, I hate just being so blatantly against someone. But um, I, I felt like he lacked a lot of charisma and he was kind of annoying on uh, on the originals. But I'm going to give him a chance here. I think that the chemistry between the two of them is sweet. And, um, and that, you know, at the core of the original Roswell, um, it's a romance. It's a whole thing between the two of them. So if that will work, if they can get that off the ground and kind of ground me in that and then give me some other stuff, I, I may I may be on board. But it, the jury's out. All right. I will say that the relationship is the only thing that's keeping me watching the show. I like yeah. the whole flashback of them showing them as kids and you see how it develops and you see the, you know, he's she's like, the sister's like, it's not like you love her or anything. You need to get over it. Move on. And he was like, it's been 10 years. If I could have moved on, I would have moved on. And like that I really felt. And yep. I do really feel their relationship. But the rest of the yep. stuff with the aliens and Roswell and the military with their secret research and all of that just feels really convoluted and just not that interesting at the moment. But I right. have on good authority that if we can make it to episode five... Mm-hmm. then we will all be hooked that see is, and there that and, is the and, word and my and my system works again yet again it's proven well, I, not proven so yet fine. we haven't gotten the five yet but that <laughs> is but the people who, who who are working on the show have said get to episode five right so i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hold out them. i'm gonna hold out and watch more and see what happens mm-hmm. all right uh next up we're gonna talk about the good place and let's start with Peter this time. This episode was a good, like, setup for the rest of the season. And so now you can see what the dilemma is. Well, what did you think? I liked it. I was, but my only thing was, oh, no, first of all, pretty great idea to say, 
we're going to redo this with, with four new test subjects. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I was like, well, who would these people be? You know, when we only see one at the end for a second. But um, I think that's a great idea. I love the little joke when, um, uh, is it Maya Rudolph? She, she goes to Earth to visit. And she's like, you know, apparently I'm black and people are not nice to me. <laughs> but that was great, you know. Um, and I really love the entire thing that they've come down to in these last two episodes, which is that, the Ted Denson character, is it Michael? That yes. yes. And he's like, the whole thing is, it's not that the bad place is rigged the system. It's that being good in the world we live in now is so hard because you buy something, but it's at this other. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she say like, uh, if you buy this chicken sandwich, you hate gay people. And it's a really good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. That was great. All that stuff's fantastic. I was like, oh, this is great. It's like, um, the only, I was confused. At the end, we see that the bad guy's like, ha ha, one of these demons is going to look just like you, you know, Michael, and we're going to screw the whole thing up. So then he's freaked out. Then you cut to him in his office waiting to talk to the person, and Eleanor comes in. Why didn't he just tell Eleanor what's going on? Well, he said he was going to, and they said they just wipe his mind, in, her memory anyway. So there was, they basically were like, there's no point in you telling her. Because even if you tell her, as soon as we get her, we're going to wipe her memory and she won't know that you told her. Which, wait, wait. But her memory is not wiped at that point. True. She's like, yes. you've got this, you know, and everything. He's freak. He's having a panic attack is what's happening. I guess, yeah. Because I was just like, I was like, well, you need the team. You need to figure out together what to do. You know, right. like, so that was my only thing. I was like, well, why wouldn't you just. So, but besides that, no, no, it was good. Yeah, of course. You know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's always good. Like, you know. <laughs> Yusin, uh, Allison, Allison. Uh, I don't watch it. Oh, okay. Don't well, watch then, it. What's your problem? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you want to be a happier person? <laughs> Get on board. <laughs> okay, Yusin, calm down. Now, what did you think of the episode? Can't you tell? Can't you tell? Um, am I keeping it a secret? Um, it is literally the bright spot in my life. And the fact that it's now paired as, as a one-two punch with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I mean, I've no one said this in a long time. Like, what was it must-see TV or right. something? I don't there's only two shows. If they added a third or fourth, you know, then it would be a block. But I... I absolutely try to watch it live, which is very rare for me. Um, I am not kidding you. If you're sitting in a room with me, you will see me smile as I settle into my seat. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, I just, I, I cannot wait to be made happier and to laugh <laughs> and everything. Is so, so it's like, it's like such a sweet natured laugh too. It's like, a, it's just, I mean, even the line and like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be remind like the uh, Peter brought, uh, uh, pointed out a great, great, you know, political that little thing, a little thing about, you know, then you'll hate gay people, but the chicken's so good, you know, and like even that commentary on the suckiness of, you know, the political, you know, quagmire and the, at, you know, and the atmosphere that we live in and all that stuff, even that wasn't like depressing. It was wry, you know, there was like a wry smile that it, it drew out for me. So it isn't, it's just so 
light and sweet and bright, you know, for me. So uh, it's not that the show can't do no wrong, you know, I mean, whatever, that certain episodes are better than others. But it's just for me, I'm on autopilot now. Like, I don't I, I don't even have anything really much to say except from week to week pointing out the good one liners or this or that. But I mean, the acting, the writing, the characters, the direction, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm a solid I don't know. Get on board, Allison. <laughs> she apparently will come to your house, Allison, and make you watch it. I will make you watch it each final. So I've, gonna... got, I've got this clockwork orange set up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron, did you watch it? I did not. Oh my I god, and she's coming to your behind. house too. Oh, you're just behind. Thanks <laughs> okay. for my team, ha ha. No, no, no. He's just behind. He's just a couple episodes behind. I don't, I don't have to come to your house in a white van and kidnap you and put you in the. And, you know, you're, you're on board? Okay. Uh, well, not now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. I think we're all saying thumbs up for the good place. Uh, next up, against my will, um, Yusin and uh, Allison want to talk about Orville. I suppose. All right, you guys talk. I will mute myself and turn off sound so I don't have to hear it. Go. But you can't do that. Um, I. I, I want to say, I want to start, but I really want Allison to kind of take the reins because I really want to hear what she has to say. I I have actually watched every episode of the show. I don't know why. I don't know how. I think the first season for me was like just watching a train wreck kind of a thing for me. I, I was appalled and I, I couldn't stop watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I there's so many things wrong with it, the show for me. But I did want to just give a little talk about it. And I want to pick Allison's brain or hear what she has to say. Because the show, they made an absolute concentrated effort to change the show. The tone of it, the focus, uh, you know. And I'm not saying it's a great show. But I find it really interesting because Fox was very... um, positive about the show and saying, Oh, the, you know, this, and Oh, we're bringing it back. And, and I had to laugh because I was like, if you love that show so much, you're so confident in it. Why did you retool the thing? And like, apparently it wasn't perfect. Um, so I really want to know what Allison thinks both about the current season. And I don't remember how you felt about the first season. Um, well, I, you know, I've said before, I, I, sh- I should preface it by saying the Orville is not a good show. It is, it is not great television. It's not even good television. And yet I watch it every week like you. It's like this weird, it's sort of like, you know, the, 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 the nacho Doritos version of, of TV. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not good for you. And it's not even particularly delicious. It's, Uh but you just, you just keep, you know, consuming it because it's just there, you know, it's, it hits something that appeals to you and and so it's it's sort of the you know this weird kind of comfort food it's like it's not star trek it's trying desperately to be to be old star trek um and 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 you know the thing is if it were and i've said this before if this had been like a fan-made thing on the internet i would probably be obsessively promoting it and saying this is great look at these fans look what they did because but it's not that it's it's made by professionals it's on a professional budget and it doesn't look like it should be it's yeah. you know it's just it's neither a real thing nor a fan thing and it it exists in this weird place in the middle and yet somehow 
I guess if you're longing for old track, which I never thought I was before, but it's just one of those things that's just kind of pleasant and comforting to watch, I guess. And wow. I, I know I know that they have kind of retooled it, but not that much. I mean, they got they got rid of one character, and uh, that was about- the tone Sorry. is pretty much the same. It's that weird space between trying to take it seriously and making jokes, and and they haven't really found uh, a place that that accommodates both of those evenly. Well, that's what I wanted to say though. Is um, I can't, you know, obviously it's going to sound like. I'm, you're a genius because I'm agreeing with you. But I mean, I really, I really think you nailed it because I, I really couldn't figure out why I'm still watching this freaking show. And um, I think you've explained <laughs> myself to me. So um, thank you for solving that mystery. Um, you're welcome. But, but I really like, honestly, I watched the show literally saying to myself, why am I watching this? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I will take a l- exception to the fact that, um, no, I really think that I wasn't talking about the structure of getting rid of a character. They have really cut down on the super awkward, weird jokes, the very Seth MacFarlane-y, you know, I think this is hilarious. So I'm keeping it in the script. But they're still no there. One, they're still yeah, there. It is. But oh, it is. But they've. I mean, the character that they replaced, the character they got rid of, the security girl, the the one who they replaced her with, is just a walking joke. You know, he's straight out of. He's like the alien version of Family Guy. Yes. No. No. I I agree. But I don't know. I felt like the dialogue. They're trying to make it a little more serious, a little more heartfelt. You know, the even the 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 subject matter. The last thing I'll say because I know Libya is rolling her eyes and and, you know foaming at the mouth. I um I I will say though uh, I had to laugh because of how lazy and kind of lame it was when they the last episode. You know, they did the whole um their main alien changed their uh, DNA and they appeared human and all this other stuff and I thought. Didn't we just see this in Star Trek Discovery? You know yes. what I mean? Like it was well, it's a trope. It's a trope. What? It's been done by like dozens and dozens, and certainly no. Star Trek's done things no, no, like no. it before. Of course, but I mean, we just watched it happen. You know what yes. I mean? Unlike you know, and I just thought, that that yeah, the whole thing. And I thought, wow, why am I still watching this show? But I'm gonna keep watching probably. You know, so I don't know if there. Are people I will out there come to your house. <laughs> and I will move the channel so that you may not watch it. <laughs> You'll put a parental lock on it. Yes. I, never find it I will be there because I will be at Allison's house. <laughs> her watch the <laughs> You're coming to an empty house. <laughs> All right. Wrapping that up. Are you, you? Did you guys give this a thumbs up or not? I'm, that's very unclear not to me. Really, no, not <laughs> really. It's like it's like it's it's like a a, a thumb making a question mark. It's, it's, I don't know why I'm watching this. A but flat hand? Can I give it a flat hand? Is that the thing? <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery, which has returned for its second season. To Thursday, which, which I don't appreciate because I like them on Sundays. Why Thursdays are already full? Why? Anyway, sorry. That that's one thing that bothered me. All right, moving on to the episode. It was called Brother, and the premise of season two is well, it takes place literally right after the end of season one, where the Enterprise shows up and Pike comes on board and tells them, and he brings like a couple of what I consider red shirts. Cause I was like, I don't know who these people are. They're probably going to die soon. And I was correct about one of them at least. Um, but Pike made a pretty good entrance. I like 
his character. Uh, my only thing, I, only thing I didn't appreciate was the amount of shade they threw at Lorca. Like I was like, yes, I know he's technically a bad guy, but guys, cool. I still love him, so cool down with all the the rare that they were throwing in his direction. They were like, um, he doesn't like people, which is why he has a standing desk. And Pike is like, I'm gonna have to need, I'm gonna need a new ready room. I was like, or you could just get a new desk and put chairs on it. Whatever. I was a little mad about that. But overall, the plot, I really appreciated that we see this new aspect of Michael. We get these flashbacks about her childhood when she first came to the house with Spock and um, like her transition, uh, you know, being an orphan and trying to fit in at the house and how little baby Spock was a complete jerk. I thought that was really funny because I was like, wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, I, I I mean, he basically had the reaction of any child would have if another child, if especially if you're an only child and they bring another kid in the home, I could totally see that human household have this reaction. But Mr. Logical Little Bitty Spock, I figured he would not have that. He's half human. He's half human. I know. And he basically had a completely human reaction to another kid showing up at his house, which I yeah. thought was really interesting. And I really did appreciate that Sarek explained why he brought her home at all. Because he said that even though Spock had like was getting logic and doing all this, he was having, he was lacking in empathy. And he thought that bringing uh, this child home would help balance Spock out a little bit. And I thought, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So all of this, all the background on Michael and Sarek and all of those, those flashbacks were good, even to the present day where they were both kind of talking to each other, freaking out about getting to see Spock after years, because apparently he hadn't spoken to either one of them in years. And I also appreciated that she, when she went over to his ship uh, at the very end of the episode, she had, she did not pause for a second breaking into his personal log and listening to his messages. I was like, isn't that a breach of privacy of some sort? Did not care. She was like, let me hear what he had to say. And I was like, wow. But anyway, uh, Yusin, I think you're the only other person that watched. What did you think? Seriously? Um, I am loving the retcons that they've been doing forever like I just uh, I'll just piggyback on to what you were saying before I move on to some other stuff um, you, I, you, I loved I absolutely loved that they just kind of stayed in the in the the be what's the word I don't know I'm moving on but the whole <laughs> the whole rationalization Vulcan rationalization of bringing in that orphan and you know I just thought oh it's so true to character it it just makes even more sense I mean I I didn't have a problem with them adopting her in, to begin with anyway you know last season um, but um, yeah did I want all the the flashbacks and stuff but I I love how they have connected this world to, you know, what we know about, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek and then just filling in all the blanks. I mean, they haven't broken any rules, you know, and um, they're just, you know, filling in stuff that had never been kind of addressed. Uh, so and I think they're doing a great job of, of it. I, what, I love what do you what, think of Pike? Uh, ooh, that was, that's where I was going next. I was okay. starting with all the positive. Oh um, no! <laughs> ooh, them fighting words. Oh no! Okay, so what? Grease him up with the good stuff before 
before you get to the bed. Uh, let me finish by saying, because I can do just a quick lip service to this. The show is so beautiful to watch. It's so, it's, I was wondering if anything would change about, I didn't think the production value would change, but I wondered if the look at all would change or the this or the that. It is stunning to watch. And the action set pieces, I mean, straight oh, out yeah. of the Oh that, yeah, that's true though. That scene where they're going through the asteroid field was phenomenal. Oh. God, all of that. I mean, it, it was a little weird when they all came out in their little Power Ranger suits and they were all like, you know, <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? What's happening? Um, and I did. I thought this was very J.J. Abrams and, you know, the super fast ships flying through the asteroid field. But but even when they landed on the planet and she was like, running, you know, running for her life with the falling debris and the fire and all of that stuff. I mean, it was heart stopping. And I was, you know, sitting at home and I mean, knew we all knew she was going to live. Um but all of it, it's so pretty to look at. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm never going to stop watching it just because it's so, it's a feast for the eyes. They spare no expense. It's all on the screen. Uh, and I love it. Uh, my my problem is... Oh, no. Um, Go ahead. I, um, I never saw Hell on High Water. I think is that where Anson uh, Mount... Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels. Okay, yeah, right, right. Hell on Wheels. Uh, I know he kind of made his name there, and I'm sure his character... I don't know. I can't even say I'm sure his character emoted more or whatever, but I am going to say... I'm going to get jumped on this. Um, I... I, I always assumed that his role and his acting on Inhuman was limited by the fact that he had no dialogue. You know what I mean? Right. Um... And I just feel like, oh, no, it wasn't the dialogue. It wasn't the lack of dialogue that, you know, made me feel like there's nothing going on there. I feel like I don't know that I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying his his take or his energy is really weirdly subdued. And yet at the same time, like surfer dude casual. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought only his dialogue in the episode was a little stilted. And I don't know if it was the writing or his acting or his delivery. But it was like I don't remember how he said you know, engage, obviously wasn't engaged, but he was like, get to it. Let's go, go for it, whatever. I was just like, what? You know, he just seems weirdly laid back, but like not in a cool surfer dude way more it, like with even less personality, <laughs> it really stunted and weird. And I thought, is he being directed this way? What's happening? And so I, I am, I, I will I, say, uh, go ahead, finish your, finish your thought. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just going to finish by saying I'm the jury's out. I mean, I don't hate him, but I really am an unimpressed with I, but his energy and his and the acting, the role, the writing. I don't know. I And, it, and maybe it was because I'm going to give him a chance and I'll, I'll stop here. Lorca was so dynamic and so intense, both his acting and the look. Oh, he was very eyes. intense. Yes, yes. You know, those eyes, you know, so it's a little bit, it's very much of a contrast, but, you know, I don't know if it's succeeding in it. I, I'm thinking maybe they kind of did that on purpose. They want to give us a completely different energy for the new captain, but I, I think it's just, they need to turn up the volume in some way because I'm really uninterested in him. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not. I'm not I will say that a lot of his dialogue had to do with Lorca too, where they were like comparing and contrasting. And I what think the- once we get out of this episode, out of the first episode where we're not comparing him to Lorca every five seconds, I think he'll get to shine. And he is very much by the book and mm-hmm. he is very much like, he does not break regulations. And that, they, they talked to him about that, but I did really like the moment where he sits on the, in the captain's chair and he looks around the bridge and he's like, okay, everybody introduce yourself to me. Let's go around the room. And 
I thought that was kind of cool because we as the audience have never gone around the room and had everybody introduce themselves. I thought that was great. I thought the writing, that plot, that actual aspect of it, but his actual delivery of like encouraging these people to like, and you could see them all looking around at each other going, what? What's happening? Why are we doing roll call? Um, But it was just so bland. Everything about it is so bland. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to give him a chance, of course, because I really love the show. And I, last thing I want to say though, is I forget the redhead's name. What's her her name? Tilly. Tilly. I could not have liked her less in the you know in the first season in the first few episodes and i thought oh my god she's gonna be so grating and now she is just uh, adorable i love her and i love how they've really kind of fleshed her out she's an absolute character and you know she is she you know what you're getting with her and she's get these little lines and you know every few you know every episode she gets a few of these little zingers and winners and she's just so wholesome and lovely and i mean i love her i like that what they've done with her and they haven't changed her at all um, you know, except pulled back her hair. Um, but other than that, I mean, real tidy. But um, but other than that, uh, you know, the show to me is as good, and I have hopes that it's going to be even better than first season, which would which would be out of this world, literally. Um, oh, okay. I, go ahead. I, I really think uh, I really think that they they're onto something. I like where the plot is going, and and I like. The You're not. Are you are you thrown off by the whole Red Angel thing? Or are you okay with that storyline? see how that plays out that seems a little slightly hokey but you know uh because it's so strong everywhere else and because i love the spock backstory and i'm really excited to see how that and you know what i want to say this i'm thinking are they going towards some sort of weird like semi um taboo you know i got it on with my you know unrelated by blood stepbrother because oh i don't think so well, because, well, I, no, I'm going to say no, because Michael has said she's never been in a relationship before in season one. She said that. That she's, doesn't mean she didn't get some hanky-panky going on. Like, maybe that's why she hasn't <laughs> been in a relationship. No, <laughs> don't do that. No, you're hurting my head. Stop it. Stop it. No. Because they make it seem so ominous and, you know, the, the thing that cannot be named. Like, she she won't talk about it. And she's like, I'm the reason he left. And I miss him and all blah, blah. I don't know. I thought that might be going there. I, I mean, don't that's, think so. I will see. I, I, I'm declaring it now that it's a possibility. I'm declaring that you're wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I will just for the record say I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, the only storyline I'm not sure about is the Red Angel. Uh, I'm not sure where that's going. And Anson Mount deals. Usually he does do subtle. He does layers. But he does that so that he starts low and then he can come up and down. So I'm I'm waiting for 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 more. We'll I think we'll get there. And also it's his first episode, so he's got to you know gel out his character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Gotham, and this episode was uh, Gotham. I'm not sure where it's going because the whole episode was about basically Penguin. It wants everyone to love him, but he's got everybody at gunpoint, but then he's upset because they love Jim Gordon more, and so he goes to war, and there's this whole thing. And the whole episode was okay, but then when you get to the end, and the building blows up, and I assume all the people that Jim Gordon has been trying to protect just blew up, his facial reaction to that was just like, huh, I guess that building just blew up. I was like, are you kidding me? There were hundreds of people in there. What, What was that? That bothered me more than anything. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts. I hear you mumbling in there. 
Go ahead. <laughs> yes, I mean, I totally agree. Um, he they they showed this wonderful scene with him giving the little boy um, the badge and right. saying, "You're my deputy here." Then the building blows up. I didn't get her. I didn't get an emotional reaction. None. It, it should have been devastating. Because they built it up with that wonderful scene before. So I was a little bummed at that. Um, you know, so far, I'm, this is a, I, I've seen Gotham from the very beginning. I think this is one of, I'm enjoying, there's aspects of this season that I'm enjoying. I love seeing Gotham as a government forsaken war zone, quarantined, you know what I mean, to fend for themselves. Right. I like that. Um, I also like now we're starting to finally see a transition in Selena Kyle. Um, to become who Catwoman truly is. Right. Um, so I'm enjoying that now that, um, you know, she got healed by Poison Ivy. You know, um, probably my favorite, it's just a little quick moment. This was probably my favorite moment when I heard the words, Puddin. Oh, like, okay. Right. Now yeah. we're bringing in Harley Quinn. But, yeah. but, 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 I wish that they would have stuck to who Harley Quinn's actual true storyline in the comic books, which was award-winning, because um, the, the real Harley Quinn was actually a psychologist who went crazy because she fell in love with Joker. So that was a more natural transition than this one, although I like the actress. Well, to be fair, well, we I'm don't know. I'm not sure if she really is Harley Quinn. And we though. also don't know. She could have been a psychiatrist before. We didn't see that. We saw Well, we've been later. given no backstory on this. Yeah, we've person. given no backstory. She still could be a psychiatrist. Because she's Echo, who started out as Jerome Velasquez's assistant, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so yeah. That's Echo. So, I, I I mean, so I was a little bummed at that, but I liked the actress, and I liked what she did with that moment, um, in particular when she and um, Selena were duking it out. Yeah. I thought that, that was a great fight, and I thought that that was a great moment. I'm, I, I'm liking aspects of Gotham, but there are aspects that I don't like. Um, I feel like there's... Um, just a little bit too much going on sometimes, so you don't get a chance to really grasp onto a storyline sometimes in there because there's some there's like an A B C D E story going on. Um, yeah, well, but, they're following a lot of characters, oh, not all of whom lot. are super interesting. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm interested in all the stuff going on with with Selena. Yeah. And I'm all I'm interested with everything going on with with Oswald, and I'm interested yeah. with everything going on with Edward. What I'm not interested in in particular, unfortunately, is Gordon. But we've discussed yeah. this before. He's the least interesting <laughs> yeah. and the least well performed character yeah. in yeah. in the show. He's a problem. Um, the, you know, if you, and I think he's, he's actually gotten to the point where I, I really enjoyed this episode because I have kind of gotten to the level where I ignore him in the show. <laughs> I, I concentrate on everything else and everybody else. And if he's terrible, well, that's just, you know, if he gives a, a totally bland performance when he should be really emotional, then I, I, I don't even notice it anymore. It's just a given. And except and I just that the end shot, I just couldn't ignore it. Yeah, that yeah. end. I, I mean, couldn't I know ignore. because everything, everything with the little kid, and I, you know, I, I kind of figured the kid was marked for death right off the bat. <laughs> concentrating so heavily on on this kid and how wonderful and sweet he is, and and heroic and all of this, and I thought, and I, I don't know what he's supposed to maybe grow up to be, but unless it's something interesting, he's going to die now. And then the place blew up. So. Um, you know, it's it, it, I'm I'm interested, like I said, in in all the peripheral stuff. But Gordon is just kind of this dull little center that I I tend to ignore most of the time. All right. Well, let's move on 
This was a mediocre-ish episode. And they, I mean, this is it. This is the last season. So you guys got to put up and do something now. So anyway, uh, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of the first episode back? They've resolved the whole issue of who got killed at the wedding. And now we're on to the next piece, which is now how do you hide the body? And who is the, uh, the new kid? I forgot that new kid's name. Oh, um, the not West kid, uh, <laughs> West point 2.0. Yes. Well, we finally find out his big secret, which is that he's actually the illegitimate. Well, not illegitimate. Well, is he illegitimate? Well, no, he was not illegitimate. He was not yes. illegitimate. He was. Yeah. Cause what's his, the, the husband cheated on his wife and went to Annalise. Right. Right. Yes. So we find out who he is, and he's all mad at Annalise. He wants to know, did you murder my father? (laughs) And all of that. And I don't know, like, finding out, because at first, when they first showed him, I thought he was going to be like, oh, they didn't actually kill her son. Like, the son didn't actually die. And he was, you know, that's where I thought they were going. And I was like, oh, that'll be awesome. "Eh, No, that's not where we're going at all. And I was like, oh, well, this isn't as interesting. So I'm a little let down by that reveal. So what do you think? I feel the same way. I, I think that, you know, the the possibility of being, you know, the kid surviving or something like that would have been much more interesting than it just, you know, her her rotten husband actually had a kid with his first wife. And because, you know, there's 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 nothing really edgy or or strange about any of that it's like he had a kid okay and he he ignored the kid and Mm -hmm. we already know her husband was Was a jerk uh, a jerk so this is just more of the same and you know i mean the the thing is i guess that they're trying to to show that this kid is now going to churn up all the the dubious stuff that happened with him getting killed and and he was responsible And, um, and, and, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, we've been through that. It's like, yeah, and Wes is the one that killed him and he's dead. So who cares? He's dead. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they were all involved in hiding the body, but you know, um, it's, it's like, it really doesn't matter too much. So, no. um, yeah, it just seems kind of strained at this point. I'm, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the characters and the performances, but at this point I'm like, why should I care about the situation? Right. I feel like they missed the boat. Like, I don't understand why they decided to go this route. And hopefully when we figure out who he's talking to on the phone, it'll make more sense. But right now I'm less than engaged. I'm glad the show's back because I do Mm -hmm. miss the characters. Mm -hmm. So I am glad it's back, but I feel like they missed the boat on a really interesting storyline. They could have done. Agreed. Aaron, any other thoughts before we move on? Um, no, nothing additional. I was let down. Um, <laughs> the reveal, I was bummed. I was like, oh, that's it. So yeah. um, I, I, I feel like it, I do agree. I think uh, was that you, Allison, who said that it's strained. Uh, it feels like they're straining trying to find new revelations to put into the story. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to keep watching because I, I think the performances are fantastic. But just the storyline isn't doing it for me. Yeah, agreed. All right, moving on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Punisher. And I've seen the first three episodes. And Allison, you've seen the uh, five? five. Well, don't spoil me. Don't spoil me. (laughs) 
so Punisher drops to very little fanfare on Netflix in that if you go to Netflix like right now, it won't show up. <laughs> like they're, they're advertising this movie, IO, and that's your, your main drop page. And then I went to new releases and trending and it wasn't there. I was like, what's going on? I actually had to go to search to find Punisher. Uh. And I think it has to do with the whole Marvel Netflix conflict that they're not really promoting it that much. They're huh, doing a I, little bit. When I when I started watching Punisher, I guess two days ago, um, it, it was the first thing that came up. And yesterday, IO came up. But the the first day, yeah, Punisher was the first thing on my. I, I went on Friday, and it wasn't. It was just IO, and I was like, okay. And I was like, fine. I knew IO was coming out, and I went, and I was like, well, let me go to trending, and it wasn't there. And I was like, what the heck? Weird. And it was very weird, and I was like, look at this, Netflix, you're being sneaky. Uh, but, and they also said that the cast, of Punisher is also come to the conclusion that they're going to be canceled. Like, they're like, yep, we're going to be canceled next. We know. Uh, Mm -hmm. but not trying to think about that. Let's talk about the story. I thought that starting off the story with Frank being in kind of a good space and trying to actually be a little more healthy. He meets this woman and they get along and she has a son, and he's kind of wondering if he can kind of recapture his old life. Um, I like that he kind of started there and was trying to be good, but the second he saw bad guys and the opportunity to kill people, he jumped at it, like with two feet, and mm-hmm. he just went in just taking people out, and it was awesome. Like, the fight scenes are so good. There's, they are such good set pieces. They do a really good job orchestrating those fights and then the only thing is the girl that he decides to help as far as i've gotten up to episode three i don't like her i really feel like he should just let her be killed like you know like she has very little redeeming value he saved her life three or four times and he's asking her like hey uh so why are these guys chasing you And she's like i don't know i'm just a college student he goes uh no you're not you're lying to me and she's like, I'm just this pitiful little 16-year-old. You should just let me go. And, and first of all, if you have the Punisher protecting you and you've got bad guys trying to kill you, why are you trying to leave? Mm-hmm. You should want to stick to him like glue. He would have to, like, rip me away from his leg as he tries to walk away. <laughs> you know, so her trying to leave makes no sense. And her constantly lying to him makes no sense. And then he basically pointed out you're the reason why all these people died. And she was like, oh, it's not my fault. And I was like, it totally is your fault. And, and maybe not the first incident, because she is running for her life, but the fact every other person who gets killed after that because she won't tell him what's going on, those are all on her. Uh, so I really... And then she's manipulating the cops at the police station. I just... No, I just didn't like her. Uh, does she get better? She does. She gets better. Basically, there, there, there's an explanation for why she just doesn't trust anybody. Um, so, the, which, which makes it kind of. I mean, I think they take it to an extreme. It's like, like you said, if somebody is trying to kill you, and this one, this one person who's extremely capable is saying they're protecting you, um, you stick by that person. So her, her constant uh, need to get away doesn't make any sense because where's she going to go? Right. Um, 
but is you know, I th- they th- that's the problem. They do this to ratchet up tension and to to bring more conflict with the two of them. Uh, they do eventually resolve it, which is good because um, it does get much better once once we get past that. And uh, and also they start to to bring in other elements of the show that um, you know were from first season, and I think that grounds it much more. So we're not just running around going, "Who are these people and what do they want?" <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does. It does definitely improve. Yeah, okay. as far as that's concerned. But I do agree with you. This the fight scenes are pretty amazing. There, I think this and Daredevil had some of the best fight scenes um, that I've seen on television. Period. Right. And uh, you know, it's really terrific. And I, I, you know, I'm I like what they're doing with uh, the Billy Russo character, bringing him back. That uh, psychiatrist chick was annoying. By yeah. the way. Yeah. There, she's annoying, but they've also intimated that there's something else going on with her, and um, that. But they have not said what yet, so you know I'm not really spoiling anything. But you realize that there's something kind of weird up with with that woman. Um, the only thing I have to, because I, I don't remember if if I think you've seen a little of it already in in episode three, but I kind of take exception to how light li- they were with the scars on, on Billy because his, he's, he's the character Jigsaw and right. there's a reason they call him Jigsaw. And, and, you know, considering that he's wearing this mask and he's, he's so upset about what he looks like when, when he finally takes it off, it's like, that's it. It's like, okay, you look like you were maybe, you know, in a car wreck, but otherwise, you know, I wouldn't kick you out of bed. <laughs> You're still <laughs> If they were going to do something, if they were going to, you know, earn that name, they should have they should have done something more with it. That's that's my only real critique. Well, I'm kind of tired of Billy Russo. So hopefully this new character, they've intimated that, no, he's not faking it because the other cop was like, he's faking his memory loss. I was like, no, he's not. But I do think that I want him to be a different person than Billy Russo was. Billy Russo was annoying. And just smarmy jerk. And so I'm hoping that this new character of Jigsaw is at least different. So that's... I, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But that's my hope. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you have any questions or comments, just send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.